Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Book Club. First rule of Book Club is you must always talk about Book Club. Second rule of Book Club is tell everyone about Book Club. Ooh, we're back again for another episode of Book Club. Mike, I've really missed doing this because I had a week off. Good, yeah, I've not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, I have actually read the whole book properly and implemented it, actually. So I was just saying to Lauren, God, I can't remember what this book's about. But then I picked it up and looked at the chapters and stuff, and I can remember what it's about because I've actually been doing it. I've got to tell you, Pricey, I, I, this is the book that I would say I've had the most immediate direct takeaways from of all the books we've done on Book Club so far. I, I, I right try, up there for me, yeah. I tried an app yesterday called Text Expander. Uh, uh, and uh, that's a consequence of having read it in this book, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm not taking the mickey. Absolutely the single most powerful productivity app on my laptop. Oh, really? You can write really long emails now. Um, so it's little things like, for example, I often say to people, remember to check out IRC Book Club. Uh, if you could give us a review, that would be absolutely amazing. Remember, we'll give a pound to charity for every review that we get. That's now RMM. RMM, and that whole stanza just gets written. Cool, like it. Or there's another one I use, which is, um, best thing to do is to put a call in the diary at a time that works both with using the link below. That's called inqual, initial qualification call. Bang, just sticks the whole thing in with the link. Bang. Sounds good. I've got to tell you, just it—it it, it was worth it for that little tip alone. Good. So uh, uh, I'm excited. We are on. We're now on the third. So basically, the, the book. Third, the, third the, the, the book is a bit like uh, Sage's year. It's broken into trimesters <laughs> rather than quarters. And um, that is a sales recruitment nerdy thing to say. I, I don't know how I knew it really. Yeah, um, it's not like we've ever engaged with Sage. I've never dealt with him. No. <laughs> 19 years. I don't know how many RPA God, God knows you've tried. I've given up with Sage, actually. Have you packed it in? Packed it, that's because they're no good. Yesterday's heroes. Exactly, they'll never make it. <laughs> no one will ever make money out of that accounting software. No, never. Uh, but anyway, so so we're on the third part of it. So it's broken into three parts. Um, what's the first one called? Consolidate. Plan your ideal Stop, work. act and... Uh, stop, cut and act. And we're now on act. So we're now putting into action the things that we've learned. And in act, there are three sections. Activate, consolidate and designate. Or actually consolidate, designate and activate. I just read activate the first one round because it goes round and round and round. Absolutely. Now planning your ideal week. I- I- I'm going to start with the thing I don't like. What do you reckon it is knowing me? Hmm. Mega batching. Uh, it's an interesting one. Why don't you like it? Because I think... Just explain what he means by megabatch. So he's, just, he, just he, give our he's, listeners and viewers. He's, a, a, he's saying find lots of things that where the task is is principally a similar paradigm and do them all together. So do your social media in one bit, your email in one bit, phoning people in one bit, research in one bit, you know, expense claims in one bit, blah blah blah. blah. Our work doesn't lend itself that well to that. I don't think a salesperson's work does. Right, I've got this really hot lead. Uh, no, I can't. I'm mega batching. <laughs> oh no, I'm mega batching. Well, 
you could, I was doing something that had been pre-planned four days ago in my diary. I took your call ten minutes ago. Correct. Because some stuff you because think... Because your call matters. Thanks, Johnny. But some, that's the point about megabatching. Didn't like that. Yeah. Now, it might work in some environments. I don't think it will work for a salesperson particularly well. But it well. does work sometimes. There's certain things where you think megabatching is great. I've got great. to say, let's get it right. We recorded the first two episodes surrounding this particular book as a batch. Yes, correct. And you didn't do anything on Book Club last week. And actually, if Lauren said, listen, Johnny, do you want to do all four episodes of the next book next Monday afternoon from three till, I don't know, 7pm, and we'll get all four recorded and you won't have to think about Book Club again for a month. I'll tell you what. I'd do that. That's what he's getting at. Yeah, no. Or if you said to me, Johnny... Next time we go and shoot a pint with JG, why don't we go out for a day and shoot three episodes, not out for three and a half, four hours and shoot one? Yeah, Actually, yeah. you've got my attention. The other bit, moving on from that, that I do like, is he talks about front stage and backstage work. Yeah, and it's the whole point of what he's talking about with mega batching, just to give people a bit more context, is he's talking about the human brain doesn't multitask and how actually... It's completely contrary to success. And he's, he references a book by a guy called Cal Newport a lot in this book, which is called Deep Work. Um, and if you've, I've read it, actually. It's a really, really fascinating book about doing deep work. Um, I recommend it highly. Uh, and then he, he, so he's talked about his mega batching stuff um, and he's talked about putting stuff into blocks, which is great. And I, I think you're a big fan of using time blocks, though. I'm a big fan of using time blocks. So if you if I want to call somebody, you know, how often am I not on my phone at half past eight in the morning? Always, because that's... I, your, I'm never not on But it. that's in your time block. Yes, that's a ritual he he, he would call. It's, well, it's both ritual and equally I know that that's just what you do at that time. You know day. full well. So, so I'm going out on Friday uh, to, to do a little golf day with somebody. But actually, I've planned my day around the fact that I'm staying over overnight so I can be on the phone at that time. Yeah. That's how I've planned my day. You actually go. You're actually staying in a hotel just so you can be on your phone rather than on my phone car. between between uh, half past four and half past six the e- of the evening, and then half past eight to half past ten the next day. Yeah, absolutely. So I do agree with that. And then he talks about work being either front stage, backstage, or off stage, and this reminded me a lot of the book by Bradley Sugars, The Business Coach, where he talks about you either work on your business or in your business. Yes, I think it's a very similar paradigm. Um, and what he means by that is you're either doing stuff that affects the stuff you do. So, for example, this morning I was working on something. I would refer to that as a working on task. I was creating something in Microsoft SharePoint that was a business process thing. It took you a long time to create a one-column thing, didn't it? <sighs> yeah, but I've done it now. <laughs> and that's a classic example he talks a little bit later about focusing and getting it yeah, done yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the time period. But I've got it done. Um, and that was scheduled, and that is classic working on the business, and that in and of itself is a high. He talk, he would refer to it as a high leverage piece of work. It would yeah, um, and that's working on. Whereas working in is when I finish this podcast today, we're going to be on. I've got four back to back calls with prospect candidates. Yep. So what do you think about this then? So one of the things he talks about, um, our man, is he would say answer your emails, Slack messages, etc. At certain times. And I think, I can't remember exactly, but he either says, at the start of the day or at the end of the day, and don't look at it in between. He's right and he's wrong, Mike. I th- Go on, why do you think he's wrong? I'll tell you why he's wrong. is because 
is right. So a good example is this morning, if you look at my working day, it, I, if I can, I like to start at either 6 or 7 a.m. And the first thing I do is I process tasks and emails. And I get everything done and I keep a fairly empty inbox, give or take a couple of items for reference. But during the working day, stuff lands in your inbox that needs action and needs reaction. And it is deeply unrealistic to assume it doesn't if you want to earn a living. So, for example, I got a lead today that needed rapid action because somebody else is going to place that candidate if I don't take that action right now. And that's true. And probably with my bloody client. Yeah, and that's that's true of all of our clients. Because I also think, let's say that I've got a client, Bill Bloggs, he only answers his email at six o'clock. I only look at mine at six. Well, 24 hours have elapsed before the two... Between each email. Before anything gets actioned. And I get it because actually, largely, I ignore everything that comes in and yes. process. So I'll ignore ninety-five percent of what I, comes I in. I tell you what I thought about but it. But at some point, you've got a glance in your Slack. You've got a glance quite, in your Slack messages and glance at your email. I, I felt it quite selfish, really. <sighs> he's right though, but he's wrong. Well, he wasn't a salesman, was he? So then he looks at his. Uh, but he's temp- right. It's the most productive way to do it. For it, it, it isn't though, because but not, a salesman, not for a salesperson. You, at some point, you have to be yeah, on exactly. the call. Anyway, so um, he's then got his plan for a working week. You know, I quite like it. Quite like do, how it's played out. Do you do now. a working week plan? Yeah, very often. So I do mine. Sunday morning is my time. I don't keep it as as hard and fast as that. Typically, I'll meet candidates Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afternoon, Friday morning. Typically. Yeah. I take, that I, I take incoming candidate lead calls between 4 and 6 p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Bloody, bloody, blah. And I block out things and I look at tasks and I think, right, I'm going to do that for two hours there. I estimate time it's going to take. I, I like the fact in his working week he's putting family time and that kind of stuff. I think fair enough. Yeah, and it did make me think, actually, am I focusing too much on work time? Um, I like the fact he factors, Morning in a, ritual. he factors in an hour for his lunch and a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah, fair play. You think that's funny that he takes a nap, don't I think you? it's pathetic. Why? It's pathetic. Why is that pathetic? If you need a nap in the middle of the day, you haven't slept well enough the night before, you haven't eaten correctly. Incorrect. What? Incorrect. There is a lot of research and a lot of focus now. There's millions of books written on this. Loads of fitness thinkers, athletes. Yes, possibly an athlete. But you're an athlete. Who's you're burnt 2,000 calories. Just there's loads of research that says a 20-minute nap is more powerful than a cup of coffee. Anyway, the thing he says is, one of the things he said that I underlined, sorry, is the trick is to avoid doing backstage work during front stage time. He's right about that. Yeah, if you're front stage, you're front stage. If you're backstage, you're backstage. You don't, you mm. don't mix the two. He talks about the, the classic Parkinson's law of work expanding to fill available time. Oh, doesn't it just... Do you know what was amazing was when I went on holiday the other week, to be fair, I did work till midnight on the Friday before I went away, but I reckon I got a week's work done in a day. Yeah, yeah. No, you had no choice? I didn't have a choice. You don't have a choice. And I was bloody tired. Yeah, but it only lasted half a day, didn't it? Yeah, when I, when I got to Greece. But I'll tell you what, I reckon I got a week's work done in a day. I agree. Now, the next chapter is on Designate. Designate. Yes. Have you heard of that word? You've gone a bit ahead here. He talks, there's a couple of interesting bits here. Um, there's lots of interesting bits. Yeah, I'm just he, mindful of... He talks about scheduling and he talks about what he calls the hidden patterns of everyday life and the rhythms 
which we were talking about today. So like, for example, I go to the gym on a Thursday and a Tuesday at two o'clock, don't I? Why? Because yes. that's the time I feel knackered at my desk. Mm. And that's the time that energy, that therefore, if I go to the gym, I get my little energy kicker. I always go at 11, purely because purely I reckon that's the quietest time. Now that's when you know the most attractive girls go. Well, no, they go because I go. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, he's got about, I get your point on it though. Yeah. And so that is, it, it, again, really full of useful stuff. Then he talks about designation and prioritising tasks. So just give us a heads up on this chat tonight. Well, it's pretty sort of straightforward, isn't it? You know that, and he doesn't sort of word it like I would have worded it, but he is correct, which is, for example, so I get, um, I mean, he, he references Stephen Covey. I don't know if he's referenced Stephen Covey in the quadrant thing, actually. Well, he calls it the Eisenhower matrix, but you and I know it as... Stephen Covey, but... Yeah, but the, so the point being... The example I will give is, currently I'm working on a project in the construction software market, really good client, blah de blah um, There's quite a bit of research work to be to be done. On that? Yeah, and the research work is carried out by a researcher. Yes. Because, but that, well, I'm not asking for your approval, I'm telling you, you know, this is what the guy's talking about, isn't it? He's talking about that work that we carried out by somebody else whose time is less um, uh, is used in a better way. You should prioritise and and designate the things that somebody else can do in your matrix. Yes, it's a delegatable task. But somebody it actually, else can do it. it's it, important. It's an important but not uh, well. It's an important and almost urgent task. It's both important and urgent. The different. That's not the point. The point is I can get somebody else to do it. Correct. Therefore, if you're planning and looking at your tasks, you can get. I see what it's a bit like. Actually, it's a bit like my pergola. My pergola has taken a lot of my time. <laughs> No, I've probably saved a, saved a little bit of money, but actually, should I, I should I have where, designated where that? Where you'll be pound for pound cost wise come the end of the pergola project, Mike. Pound pound In cost wise, I'll be a lot better off. Man. I'll be a lot better off pound for pound cost wise, no doubt about it. I reckon it cost me about four grand. It'll cost me about four hundred pounds. Fair but, play. But how much will it actually cost me in terms of time? So Sunday, which was Father's Day, what did I do? Started at half past seven, finished at six, and now off for my lunch. Right. That was a day's work and on not Sunday, wasn't it? not any time with your fam. Correct, yeah. Correct. Now, should I have designated that? But you've enjoyed arguably. doing it. You've loved doing it. Yeah, yeah, but arguably, should I have designated it? Possibly. Okay. Anyway, so I'm I'm skipping ahead here to a table which he calls the Eisenhower Priority Matrix. Let me get to that. And basically, on the left-hand upward axis, he's got uh, not important at the bottom, important at the top. On the top, top axis, he's got urgent and not urgent. So he's got some stuff that he says is important and urgent. Some stuff that says is important, not urgent. Some, some stuff that is not important but urgent. And some stuff that is not important and not urgent. Yeah. Now, I, I read Stephen Covey's book years ago. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Right. Look at my day book. Today. Yeah. It's got same A's, B's and C's in it. Yeah. Category A, category B, category C. In Into your different categories. Yeah, correct. 100%. And if, and if they become a D... I cross them out. I look at it and go, D, yeah. I don't know why that's in my diary, really. What is that there? Yeah, yeah, correct. So you just eliminate? Yeah. Yeah, fair if, it, if it's a D, it's not important and it's not urgent. So what's the point of doing it? Yeah. It's just, it's, well, frankly, it's just bollocks. It is, yeah. <laughs> but I've got to say, you know, as a, as a, as a system, whoever invented it, be it Eisenhower. So simple, but so effective. Right on the money, though. And he's so right. Is it important to me? Is it urgent to me? I'll tell you the thing I like. You plan your rejuvenation. 
Yes, I like that. As part of so what he's talking about is that uh, is prioritizing your tasks as part of what he calls a weekly preview. So I do mine. To be fair, I do do it every week, pretty much religiously. Sunday morning, I do a couple of hours of thinking about work. No, not too much more. A couple of hours, think about work, and then I go through my calendar. I prioritize it. But he's got a slightly more formal process where he talks about one listing your biggest wins, two reviewing the week just gone, three reviewing your lists and your notes. Um, four, checking your goals, your projects, your events, your meetings, and your deadlines. Five, designating your weekly big three goals. Um, and then six, planning your rejuvenation. And then uh, it goes into a bit more depth on designing your daily big three. I, I do like a lot of this stuff, but like I say, I think some of it's not as relevant in as much as if I'm a Joe employee at Company X... Mm. I think a lot of this isn't that easy. For example, delegating. If I'm Joe Sales Guy at Company X, who do I delegate to? I disagree with that. I don't think that's all about self-belief, isn't it? As to who you can offload stuff to. Yeah, so let's say... But, and I also believe that a lot of people don't believe that, that... For example, I was saying to my missus the other day, why don't you hire a freelancer to get someone to do that? Oh, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And send your boss an expenses claim. 100%. Oh, I could never do that. I said, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Yeah. Just get it done, get the project done. When you've, yeah, du when you've double, do you double your target, he's not going to complain. No. What are they going to do? Sack you when you've hit your target. Correct. Yeah, I agree with you completely. But I think a lot of people aren't gutsy enough to do that, to spend 50 quid on a freelancer in India doing something. Also, a lot of people don't know that that exists. Yeah. You can use Upwork or Fiverr. Exactly. You know, it's interesting about re rejuvenation. Uh, I, I, a mate of mine is this mega VC guy. I mean, literally, he's, he's house at the bottom of my street and he's got a cellar. I guarantee if I look out my window today at midnight, his light will be on his cellar. He works harder than anybody I've ever met. Longer hours. I tell you what, I think he's ineffective because he doesn't actually spend any time exercising or not doing any work. So he's, he only he's a ever blunt, works. A blunt instrument. Doesn't sharpen his sword, Jonathan. As Stephen Covey would say. Yes, correct. Hmm, I don't know. Oh, I think it's very important that I, th I think s rejuvenation well, and th this book talks a lot about the the traders that all worked hundred hour weeks. Where yeah, they, yeah, where yeah, exactly. Where I remember once when I sold to law firms, pricey. I sold to this one law firm just off Oxford Street. Unbelievable looking offices. I mean, offices that would make Google look like a dump. <laughs> Seriously, they did law for the fashion industry. These guys, right? Right, and. I remember going to see the client and they insisted on meeting me at 7pm at night because obviously that's non-billable time. Yeah, yeah. So I do this demo and I pitch the software to these guys and afterwards they go, no, 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 great, yeah, we're really interested, it's really good, this. And they go, what time train are you getting back to Leeds? And I say, oh, I'm, I'm on a train in about an hour and a half, that's the next train I could get. And they go, oh, well, we'll have Chef make you something before you leave. And I go, excuse me, and he goes, we'll have Chef make you a meal before you leave. Don't go back to Leeds without a meal. Nice. And they had a chef on site. So that the people could so that work the, there all So that the, the fee earners couldn't go home. Nuts that, isn't it? And chef made me a cracking feed before I went home. Chef would have been good at cooking. And he and he, he sort of literally walked in in his chef kit and he goes, what will you have, sir? And I'm like, I don't know if you got it. And he's like, what do you fancy? And I was like, oh, I could smash a burger. And he made me a burger. And your point being, they don't have any time to rejuvenate. But... Are they really more productive? I, I, you're saying not. I don't know. Is that company getting more out of them? Are they billing more? 
it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I know that I do work sort of fairly long hours. But you're I also very aggressive. About, you're you're almost aggressive about your rejuvenation. I think you've got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I think you're absolutely daft not to. It, it, it's almost an, you, you do it in an almost aggressive. Well, I'm going to run to work tomorrow. Yeah. It's out of no enjoyment. And at 11 a.m. today, I walked in here, the door was locked, Lauren and I were in a meeting elsewhere, I knew exactly where you were, you were in the gym. Correct, yeah. But anyway, so that's his point on rejuvenation, I like that. And then, you know, you've sort of skipped through it, and I agree with you in terms of he's talking about planning his week and putting them into zones and blah de blah blah And also then, I quite like this section, uh, fix your bounds on your time. Go on, what's that bit? Men do not let anyone seize their estates, but they will allow others to encroach on their lives. Why they themselves even inviting those who will take over their lives? Now, actually, I knew that was a quote from Seneca, the Roman philosopher. But he was um, Nero's lawyer. He was, when, when Rome burned down. <laughs> oh, they know that because it's old software that's called Seneca. Yeah. Got the geekiest thing ever. No lawyer ever knew what it was. Yeah. But the point being is he said, yeah, 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 we wouldn't let anyone steal some stuff from our house, but we'll let them steal our time with their crap that they invade us with. With their nonsense time requests. Their nonsense time requests. So oh, I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you the, the time thief is uh, LinkedIn. It LinkedIn just sucks time out of you. Is, and we, well, I think in the next chapter, which is activate, beat interruptions and distractions. It just sucks time out of you because it's so well designed. So there's two blokes who are creating a podcast that they're going to put on LinkedIn. But guess what? Well, the peop- yeah, but people are 30 minutes in. Yeah. Now the question is, is whether we're, whether we're no, time thieves or whether we've had a value to I don't think we're time thieves. Well, I think we're. I think actually we're. What well, we're time thieves to people who we're time thieves for people who to whom this doesn't have any value. Correct. If you're just going to listen to us talk and not read the book, stop listening right now. Yeah, run on. Stop listening right now. Jog on. Go and listen to Heart of Heaven, what I listen to on the way Heart into work. <laughs> yeah, but that's his point. He says fix bounds on your time, and you should say no. I'm not going to do that. Well, that comes back to a whole other conversation about saying no doesn't it which we talked about in the last episode exactly and learning to say no and uh that that in and of itself has been a useful exercise for me in the last couple of weeks actually the whole saying no thing surprising because you're quite a grumpy person really i am i am but i tend to say yes a lot what we've been what i say yes to a lot is is people that i can't help and i give them my time whereas i should just go i should just ignore them actually I tend to say yes to a lot, a lot of things where I end up before I know it. I'm I'm knee deep in some. You end up having long conversations with candidates that you're never going to place because actually telling them the truth is the right thing to do. Yeah, and because I'm a nice guy, but actually then I look back and I just think, well, I'm half an hour of billable time down. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's very tough balance. Activate, beat interruptions and distractions. This I think is absolutely vital uh, if there's one chapter you read in this book it's this one i think in the modern world what we supposedly gain in collaboration and cost savings we lose in concentration yeah the other quote i i've got here um the distraction economy wants nothing more than to take our minds off what we need to do today why we call it paying attention for a reason focus is valuable it's valuable to us and it's valuable to others everything Every ping that pulls our eyes away and every notification we take note of subtracts value from us and gives it to someone else, e.g. a co-worker or an advertiser. And unfortunately, we make bad what he calls trades. Mm-mm-mm. We sell our time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing, we I agree with that completely. Our time. 
thing I underlined here is the smartwatch. I actually purposely haven't got one. Well, I've got one on today for a number of reasons, but the number of notifications I get is extremely low. In many respects, it's almost a dumb watch because I get so few notifications on it. So you're sort of not using it for its purpose, really. You're using it to sell the time. Time, heart rate monitoring. What's your heart rate? Does it tell you all the time? You can do that if you can be bothered. You know, how do I do it? What's my heart rate right now? Oh, I can't find it. Pricey. No problem. But he talks about the smartwatch and he's talking about, he said, Apple bragged that its servers had delivered over 7 trillion push notifications. Yeah, great. Good luck I mean, that's that. unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I, I recently, for whatever reason, I don't know, Microsoft Outlook restarted for some reason and it went to all these standard settings. Standard settings are push notification. Horrendous. Horrendous Microsoft Outlook's push Because like you get, you sat there, some geezer, Michael Hyatt, ironically, I can't actually unsubscribe from his list, sends me an email. Yeah, he's interrupting me now. All the time. Come on the show and explain to me why you think you've got the right to interrupt us. And he Hyatt. goes, we've confused speed with importance. I mean, I agree with that 100%. And, and he talks about interruptions breaking in. He said, interruptions represent an external input that breaks your concentration. And, and it, that, for me, doesn't matter what you're concentrating on. If you're dialing out, like yesterday I dialed out for two, three hours, you still got to concentrate on just dialing out. Yeah, I mean it's interesting though, isn't it? Because the because the notification thing. Sixty-four my, my beats phone, per minute, by the way. Good. My phone is on a lot because it sort of has to be. There's very. I mean, it's switched off now actually, but very very rarely it's switched off. I like this bit here. An email inbox is like having a to-do list. Well, if somebody else is. Everyone else in the world can populate. Yeah, it is. A- absolutely. And you know what? I'll tell you what amazes me is we've tried Slack. Right, and we're probably going to use Microsoft Teams, and it's a whole other conversation me and you're going to have. But I, I look at Slack and I think, how is that company worth billions? Don't how know. I is mean, it I worth did, billions? I, I, for I, I when, when I their whole purpose is interruption. But that's not the point. They, they would say the whole purpose is collaboration, but he says collaboration is inter- interruption. And he's right. I think he's right. You know, I. I Personally, they're in the business of interrupting you. Per, per, you know, personally, what I do, you know, so when I've got stuff to talk to you about, I don't phone you about each individual item. No, you say if you look, <laughs> you batch. I do batch that. So look here, there's seven things to speak to you about yesterday. Yes, because you have a Johnny column. And when I spoke, to, well, I put it in admin day. actually. I put JG, but when I or JG next to anything, but 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 when I spoke to you yesterday, I said right, I've got a few things to talk to you about. Just, just, just straight through. So, I mean, that's an ideal world, isn't it? I can remember uh, in the olden days at Howard Jackson, I had a colleague's column and I would sit and talk to, we'd have a morning meeting, me, Scotty and Kelly Ridley. She might even listen to the show, I doubt it. I much. doubt it as well. Uh, but anyway, sh- should she be listening to the show, you'd speak to Scotty, you'd speak to Kelly, they'd speak to me, we'd get it all done quarter of an hour. And I mean, I'm not talking, you know, I'm talking pre-slack, clearly, because it was 2000, but it was a very effective Pricey, system. We, let's get it right. Peter Ingram, who is successfully retired and wealthy, he he avoided the implementation of email in that business three or four, five, six years after the birth of email. Yeah. If you wanted to send an email, when I first started at Inwood Road, uh, uh, you did right. You, you had to fill out a bit of paper. You had to fill in a piece of paper form to send an email to a customer and give it to Tracy to send, and then Tracy would come back to you with the printed response from the client. But actually, we were more effective for it. We were, yeah. So, what do you take of this one? This this is an interesting one for you, Jonathan. A, declutter your workspace. Yeah, my workspace a bit cluttered. 
and B, take charge of your environment. You make me laugh about your home office. Yeah, because I don't like it. You don't like it? Well, it, it, that's a project for me. Well, that's my point. If you would say you're less effective at home, given you don't like your environment, well, then you would be in a different environment. Now, only you will know whether that's the case or I not. I don't like that environment, do I? And I, so, and so result, I, I actually would rather get in my car which and is, drive to the office than work But the point is it shows how important an environment is on somebody. Yeah. Now, I think it's more important with some people than others, because actually I couldn't care less. Yeah, well, you said yesterday you'd work in a dank cellar, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%, with no windows. With no windows. Wouldn't bother me in the slack. But that's just a different strokes, different folks. But I've got to tell you, if I worked in a dank cellar, my desk could be this tidy. Yes, very this sparse. Is how, this is how much I'd have on it, yeah. Yeah. Fair play. What about this one? Increase your frustration tolerance. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, you know, he's just talking... I, I think he, a lot of it, he's talking about calmness, really, isn't he? Is he? Ah, uh, well, no, I'll tell, tell you why I've said that, actually, because currently I'm doing an eight-week meditation course on mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. We've, following a book and blah-de-blah. How are you getting on with your mindfulness? I think, are you more mindful? I always thought I was quite mindful. I think it's hitting me in very small increments. I've tended to find I lose focus from a task less often. I, 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 I have or, to say, I've done Get rid of all the negatives. I stay more focused much more easily. I, I've done something very mindless today, and my mindfulness whilst I was doing it told me halfway through, what are you doing? And actually, I think a couple of years before becoming getting into meditation, I'd have just carried on being a dick. <laughs> um, but actually, sort of halfway through my little tirade with this particular individual, the mindful voice went, the mindful voice observed what was going on and went, whoa, hold on a minute. So it's very good, and it does change you, but I wouldn't say I'm a wildly better human being for it, but I don't practice enough, and actually... I practice every day. I, I'd, like, I'd actually like to get into a habit, and, and maybe I will, of three 10-minute sessions a day, I think would be life-changing. I'm following a book, and, he, and I'm, currently mine is eight minutes, then three minutes, so it's 11 minutes a day at the start and the end of the day. Right. So it's not a big commitment, that I don't think. No, and there's, I'll tell you, there's some amazing apps for meditation. Amazing. I've just read the book, and, I've got, and I've got a CD. There's one called honest. Calm, which is brilliant. Oh, mate of mine, Ed Snowden's bang into that. Calm, and the other one, which is, uh, I think, if you're a little bit more advanced in your meditation practice, is Waking Up, the Sam Harris course. So anyway, so so that is the that is the end of that uh, third of the book, in is terms of acts. Busting out, breaking focus... Uh, just general time wasting, Mike. I think he, he talk, You've missed a couple of bits here where he talks about people wasting time, breaking focus. So we've all got a little go-to website where we break focus, haven't we? What's yours? Do you know I haven't anymore? What? So if you get to the end of an hour and you think you just have a little minute, I don't. Just I just don't. Shit. I just don't do that. I occasionally go to yorkshireeveningpost.co.uk forward slash rugby league. I just don't do that. That's my go-to website. I, I just don't think that's the right thing to do. No. So I just don't do it. But you are very think, regimented. Because I think actually your brain is still in action. It's still looking at something. But I'll tell you what I think, Pricey. Every single person that's listening to this show has a go-to website, apart from you. And I mean or, that in a Or a go-to way. thing. Because what would I do? I'd just go and get a glass of water or something. Which is much more productive. It's, a, it's the same thing, no, though, isn't it? It's miles more productive. Because like you say, if you're reading Yorkshire Evening Post... You're still looking at your computer. Well, it's worse for me. Because I'm sat there reading bad news. <laughs> I'm sat there reading That's about funny. how bad my team is. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, distraction. And it's very. And then he talks about people doing what he calls downhill work. 
Yeah. Now, actually, I, I do and don't agree with what he calls downhill work. Well, you could make a batch into downhill work, couldn't you? You because actually, if you read, for example, GTD, getting things done oh, by I hate David that Allen. Book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you hate the book, but David Allen makes a very interesting point, which he said there are natural rhythms and cycles to the week. And one of the points David Allen makes is at some point during the week you are going to lose focus. At some point during the week you are going to be tired. So why not do those downhill bits of work at the point at which you're in that downhill phase? I do agree with that. So he's saying, you know, if you've got low-level, low-productivity stuff to do, batch it and do it at the point when you're not particularly productive. Yeah, I do. But the only the, the only danger th- is what people often do is they do that downhill work and at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday when they should be actually in their peak focus of their most productive hours of the week. Or, or, or if you're super sharp, that downhill work you can do it in half an hour, but you take an hour over it. Yeah. Now, actually, what's the most invigorating part of our job, Johnny? Talking to a candidate. Talking to a candidate, talking to a client. Guarantee, no matter how tired you are, if a top client or candidate phones you, you, you just wake go, up. bang. Yeah, you find you get a little surge of adrenaline, bang. don't you? That's why I like doing it at the start of the day. Because it gets your adrenaline going, gets you focused. just gets you into it, doesn't it? It gets you going and on it and all those things. It's interesting, we've got a guy uh, who, who works for us in the Philippines, one of our researchers, Jose. Whenever I speak to him, it's 9 o'clock here, it's 5 o'clock there. So he's really sharp. Well, it's 5 p.m. in the day. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, he's, so, he's so Jose's he's really getting ready sharp. to make his teeth for his but, kids. But he's been doing his work and stuff. And he goes, all right, Mike, how's it going? And it just, that's why I like meeting him at nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And, and he, he talks about use technology to manage technology. Like I said, uh, he talks about a couple of key focus apps. Some good ones, actually. He talks about a Google app that... Uh, and he's, he talks about having a separate phone number, for example, to make you a bit harder to get hold of. Useless for me and you, though. Yeah, I mean. absolutely useless. But I'll tell you what, if I wasn't in sales, let's just say the business grew massively tomorrow and you said, Johnny, your role is chairman and your job is to do strategic work. I'd probably do that. Yeah, probably. I mean, what's interesting now is it, 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 it sounds arrogant. I don't mean it to. If the number isn't in my phone, I don't answer it now. Which is <sighs> mad because it could be anybody, couldn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm not far off that. Because I think if if I know them... I answered one the other day. I did answer a call yesterday and it was a candidate I'm never going to place. He took up 15 minutes of my time. Well, it's priority, isn't it? You know, yeah. those people who've got Excellent. my number in your phone, you know, you matter. you're in my phone. Uh, he's got one here. Listen to the right music. I do agree with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know I'm a massive fan of noise. But you do that much more than I do. I actually quite I actually quite like the silence, actually, to be perfectly honest. But I do completely get listening to the right music. Well, I often do that because I might be doing, for example, this morning I was doing quiet work on that project whilst you were on the phone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I get it completely. So I just need to block your, I block, I need to block the sound of someone being on the phone from yeah, the background. Yeah. But I, I agree completely with that declutter, increase your frustration tolerance, uh, and then he and talks about putting your focus to work, clear the deck, schedule margin, all good stuff. Um, and then he, I, I do think it's important to remember this point he says about cutting. Odds are you don't feel as if you have too much to do. You actually do have too much to do. Even after you've implemented Free to Focus, you may find tasks creeping onto your list, slowly encroaching on your productivity. Use what you've learned to eliminate, automate, and delegate. And that's the end of the book. Uh, for me, that book is as good as I've read. Uh, what, on book, on book club? On book yeah, club. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a, a tough one to beat, isn't it? From a productivity perspective, the only thing that comes close is Seven Habits. Yeah, I've got to tell you. But that's, you know, on a par with it, I, I thought. I am more about that than I am about GTD. Bit, bit more mo- this is a bit more modern as well, isn't it? Cause it's talking well, about- I think the problem with GTD is it doesn't work in the modern world. Now. I don't think it works for a salesman is the problem with GTD. 
Um, I don't, you know, that's what I didn't like about it. And I thought it was very self-centered in terms of, you know, I'm going to do it at my pace. Whereas actually, you know, sales, I know we're salespeople, but actually we're also in a customer service role. So I've got, I've got an interview that's going to happen in, what time is it? Half past four today. And you're going to be available to take that candidate's feedback because you care. A, that, but B, if that guy phones me. So actually as it happened, the client's meeting two people today. He's meeting one at 3.30, one at 4.30. He phoned me whilst I was in the gym. And I thought, that client needs me for some reason. I you wonder, get that. He I gets the what call it is. taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and, said, uh, so listen, sorry, I'm in the gym and everything. Uh, but actually, he want, he clearly, because of the time of the interviews, he wanted to ask me something before those interviews happened. Yeah. And that was important to him. Okay. And that's sort of my problem with GTD, because GTD would say, switch off your phone, it would say... He would say, you're in the gym. if you're in the gym, you're in the gym. Yeah. And, leave I mean, a voicemail, process the voicemail at a time that's applicable to processing the voicemail. But you're going to drop balls. Yeah, and it's too self-centred a little bit, isn't it? But actually what GTD would say is... GTD's a more extreme version. GTD would say that they should, that an urgent matter should be able to get through. But anyway, getting back to Hyatt's book, um, I think it's a good book. It's obviously fairly new because it hadn't been bought that many times. I think it came out in 2019, did it? Yeah, I mean, I've got, I, I've got a pristine hard copy. Yeah, which I thought, I've not I, used because I, I read it on my iPad. I thought it was good. Should people read it? Yes. Lauren, you can have it now. Lauren's going to read it afterwards. Um, I also think that it came... I don't, don't think, sorry, but it has come with a selection of worksheets from a bag. Yeah, and you're talking about doing the next show talk, going well, through... And we can, we can't. It's up to you. We'll work that out offline. It, it's up to you, really, but... Can I make a little... Just as a point of principle... You're using them. I'm, I, you know, I, I am actually doing the worksheets. I thought... I didn't think the worksheets were that good, to be perfectly honest, but... I did think the process of going through filling in the worksheets was, was a good thing to do. Yes. And they were free. And I'll tell you what I've enjoyed about this book is he hasn't overly pitched me a course on free to focus. No, no, no. You could just follow that system. But if a cl- I'll tell you what, if a client rang me tomorrow and he said, I feel like this group are a set of unorganised so-and-sos, mm-hmm. I'd say, have you rung Michael Hyatt? He'll do some training for you. He seems really smart. Yeah, and I, think, I w- and I would recommend a customer implement that as a process. I think it's a really good system. My, my um, I was good. I asked my wife to read it actually. No, no, Mickey taking aside. You know, <laughs> I know it's going to sound awful, that isn't it? But <laughs> what's, what's funny, Jonathan? Just she, she's declined. Right. Okay. <laughs> but you know, she's got lots of different plates to spin. Yeah. Lots of different things that are, aren't connected. And about getting just the distractions thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she sits there a phone. Ping 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 ping, 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 ping. I get annoyed with it during during TV time. Well, that well, Michael Hyatt would say that's your date night. Yeah, during TV time. Ping, 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 ping. But anyway, so Hyatt's got us talking. We think it's a good book. We can go through the sheets or not. You know, I don't care either we'll way. We'll work it out. I'll tell you what, something that Laura and I were talking about, Mike, is we're talking about creating a separate website called Friends of Book Club. Are we? A membership site where people can talk about book club issues. Ah, good idea. So they can talk about... Yes. They can say, do you know a good text filling piece of software? Just or stuff. Somewhere where, where... Why wouldn't you just create it as a Twitter account? Private, members only, friends of book club group. Can't you do that with Twitter? What, private groups? Now, you can do it on LinkedIn, but nobody uses LinkedIn groups. No, no, I don't think they do. Apart from the Yorkshire Mafia, that seems to get some traction. Or we could do Facebook group. Yes, we could add my 29 friends to it. <laughs> One of those wife. We could do a Facebook group. Anyway, so next week, or maybe next week, maybe not, but the next book. Combo 
prospecting. prospecting. It's got boxing gloves on the front, hasn't it, Mike? Yeah, it's got boxing gloves. That's a bit, you know, rubbish. But I've got to say, I've, I've read the first 23 pages. It's excellent. Is it now? Really good, yeah. What's uh, So So for those of you... I'll tell you what are... he's done. In the, what I like in the first pages that I've read, it's very thick. There's lots of words. Is the only downside to it. And not many yeah, pictures. Small letters. But he's, been, he's told a lot of home truths early on about ultimately fewer and fewer salespeople are using their voices. It's all gone passively digital. A relaxed, confident, non-hungry tone is the way in. Be helpful, like a friend, family member, or someone you actually trust. And he sort of talks about things I've been saying for ages, which is no one's prospecting because they're all scared nope. to do it. Scared to make a cold call. The more desperation you project as a seller, the more you repel. Some prefer not to look, look like it as dating, but it truly is. Well, let's rip into this next week. It's a good book. It's going to take a lot of reading, though. So next week, I is think... Is it? He's written he... a lot of stuff about prospecting. Yeah, I mean, normally I skim read a book a little bit, but this, this can't skim read this. I would suggest... That anybody that has to pick uh, anybody that wants to pick up the phone, yeah, to do some prospecting, or conversely, anybody who's behind targets. Well, I, I think you need to rephrase that, Mike, for next week. It's not a book for anybody who wants to pick up the phone. It's a it's book for anybody that wants anybody to get their who, anybody who wants to get some appointments with some customers and meet them. Yes, or, or anybody that's behind target. Yeah. So next week we will be hitting combo prospecting and i'll tell you what we'll be reading and he will be our guest on the show will he not yep so he'll be coming on the show we're going to be reading uh introduction and chapter one next week i'll tell you what johnny have read the introduction we can't do any more than that oh really is it that that it's a chapter a week dense yeah it's dense wow it's like wading through treacle but it's good quality right well we'll work out what the chapter's going to be lauren will post it on linkedin and on social media We'll probably get set up with either a Facebook group or a website, Friends of Book Club, which makes us sound like a charity. And at Can that, they have a T-shirt if they go on it? Or a mug? No. If you want a book club mug, you have to come on the show. What about just a question? You just ring in. All you have to do is phone us during recording time. Is that um, all they've got to do? Yeah. Having had read the book, though, you can't come on if you've not read the book because you've got to ask a sensible question in relation to a chapter in the book. Or just reading. discuss, they can just discuss it. They could phone yeah. up and say, listen, I think chapter nine, that was a load of rubbish for Fine. the following reason. Yeah. yeah, more than welcome to take your calls. We always record on a Monday afternoon normally, don't we? Albeit today is a Tuesday. When? No, it's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday today? Yes, it is. God, the week's gone quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, albeit today is a Wednesday, but 99% of the time we record on a Monday. Cool. Goodbye. Tony Hyatt, is his name Tony Hyatt or Michael Hyatt? Michael Hyatt, Tony J. Hughes. Michael Hyatt, <laughs> you were amazing, but hey, who are you? We've forgotten about you. Well, Tony Hughes the, is the new guy. The show. He didn't come on the show, so he's had as much love as he's ever going to get. Combo Prospecting's where it's at next. Tony J. Hughes, check it out. 